Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clayer. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And Alex Sinar. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Uh... Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Feel. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watch Robot Jocks. Basically, it's a version of the Iliad, but with giant robots. That's Jocks with an X for anybody that, for whatever doomed reason, wants to watch this at home when you're done listening to this, because we know you haven't seen it. <laughs> but you should. You really should see it. <laughs> fucking rules. It's so stupid. Alex, how did you find this? Uh, I believe that... I watched Chopping Mall, and I asked Parker if he knew any other good robot movies. And he's like, yo, I've never seen this, but I just found this thing while looking for robot movies. You should watch it. And then I did. It, it felt right. <laughs> well, thank goodness. I saw who made it. I saw the name, and I saw the stop motion. I was like, yeah, he'll probably like this. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, it he ended up, I will. <laughs> it ended up being very powerful in a number of ways. But before we get into it, Parker, do we have any news? You know, guys, this is supposed to be like a comedy thing where we don't really get political or talk about what's going on, but this has to do with politics and film. And the fucking nerve for Taco Bell to come into our house and take away the Mexican pizza. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are we not suffering enough? Oh, yeah, there's also something about, like, Chinese murdering people. I don't know. I don't read yeah, the news. Yeah, Parker, I need to ask you something, because rumors have abounded, and you are more into the Taco Bell verse than I am. Are they really considering taking away the Crunchwrap Supreme? I don't want to fucking talk about it, dude. I Torches will, never see me again. in the streets. I won't allow this. Inconsolable. That is half of my diet. <laughs> First, the one by my house is open till 1am on weekdays. Oh, man. First they came for the potatoes, and I did not speak up, because who orders potatoes at Taco Bell? <laughs> then they came for the Mexican pizza, and I did not speak up for who the fuck eats the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Then they came the, for the... the Baja Blast, and there was no one left to speak for me. Like, I've had the Mexican pizza a couple times, but it's the fact of like, okay, well then what is sacred here? What else will you take before we have to take to the streets? Why would you take away some of your most popular items? Why do people gotta... How, whatever, I'm not mad. I don't... I'm how expensive mad. are potatoes? I said I'm not I mad. That's <laughs> fine. I've never been mad online. Who <laughs> have two potatoes? <laughs> Taco ridiculous. <laughs> okay, does anyone know what happened to the dock? I fucking wish, man. Okay, well, We're in that case... Know. Let's let's get on to our jerks of the week. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. I will start by saying that uh, I actually don't have a jerk of the week because I've had a, a pretty good week. I'm in North Carolina right now, Outer Banks. I got to see my family. Uh, I got to see my brother. I haven't seen him in more than a year, and whenever my brother and I see each other, it's it's like we've never left. And uh, to wit, 
We went to Dairy Queen, right? You know, get some ice cream after dinner. Him and his lovely girlfriend, who he loves so much. And as we're walking back to the house, there's a car coming on the street by us. And I was like, oh, look, there's a car coming. Hey, Chris, want to see a really cool joke? And he, as soon as the car gets within, like, sight, he deep-throats his ice cream cone, then almost, pu- <laughs> then almost pukes on the street. <laughs> wow, what a great prank, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> that classic gag we do to each other. <laughs> Hey, we're checking this out. <laughs> oh, God. Is that why you guys can only see each other, like, once a year? I guess. I was laughing so hard I almost got hit by another car. <laughs> so uh yeah he's my hero of the week i got to see him my jerk of the week is chris for enjoying life this week fuck you buddy yeah <laughs> yeah my jerk of the week is whoever made that fucking animation of chadwick boseman going to heaven and being greeted by stan lee oh my god <laughs> the fucking song for fury seven place <laughs> oh alex did you see the one where he's on his deathbed and he's surrounded by disney princesses it's Fuck, so dude. Wild. God damn if it. If I fucking die in the first person I see in the afterlife is my boss, I'm going to be very upset. I'm sure to put that out there. <laughs> fucking, he's seen Walking to the Pearly Gates and you that Wiz Khalifa song. And I almost closed him and something told me, like, no, keep watching. <laughs> There's Stan Lee. Bog, Celsior, you died. Great. <laughs> I fucking hate nerd culture so much. Just wanting oh, to die again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hear a real deal no sex appeal uh, deeply regret the death of Chadwick Boseman the tragic circumstances that's around it so let's get into we, we what we regret his death that seems ominous <laughs> we regret whatever might have happened to him you know yeah, which we were not involved with and to so, all uh, the haters and losers in heaven right now <laughs> of which Chadwick Boseman is not one of them again not racist so let's talk about what we watched recently <laughs> I only have one, which uh, which feels kind of out of the ordinary. I watched a silent movie from 1927. It's a black and white. It's a, an American movie, but it takes place in France. So, Parker, it's in your future. It's called... Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't wait to draft. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Seventh Heaven. No, it's not based on that television show, which I've never seen. I, I mean, I've heard... I've, oh, uh, uh, boy. I can't wait to draft. <laughs> <laughs> we found out he hasn't seen that or Dawson's Creek. I just didn't watch a lot of television growing up. Anyway, uh, Seventh Heaven stars Janet Gaynor, and I uh, actually really like this one. The basic idea is there's this guy who's pretty poor, and this girl who's pretty poor, they live in Paris, and uh, they kind of get together more of a marriage of convenience, uh, sort of keep them out of trouble of the law, and they end up sort of falling in love together. It's really cute, it's real romantic, uh, the guy is pretty courageous, and unfortunately, war comes to Paris, and he gets injured in the war. I won't spoil the ending, because it's kind of fan fiction-y, but uh I actually like this one a lot. I I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, it's I there's something about silent movies that I like the way that they're written. Sometimes it's like really beautiful, eloquent writing, and sometimes it's the most simplistic writing you can come across, which is just sort of fun to find. Anyway, it's kind of nice to only have one movie watch this week. I'm a little busy. <laughs> you said it had a fan fiction ending, and now all I'm imagining is them going to the train station with their kids, Albus Patton and Bill Hitler. God damn it! <laughs> I cannot fucking escape that epilogue. <laughs> I hate it so oh, much. Oh, man. Alex, uh... 
Uh, Alex, tell me, uh, what did you watch this Albus week? Albus Severus Chaplin, <laughs> the Great Dictator. <laughs> um, so I also watched basically nothing this week. And by that I mean, I know I watched stuff earlier in the week, but I have not slept a lot because class started and I didn't log it, so I don't remember what any of it was. So, so speaking of class, I believe you watched Class Action Park. I did, yes, that's right. I actually forgot I watched that, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, you guys kind of covered it. It's a good documentary. I still want to go to Action Park. You can't scare me off. <laughs> Fucking liberal media trying to tell me all these people died. Hell no, I'm in there, boys. Um, I'm glad that you watched it. I, I I hope you enjoyed it. Boy, what a good movie. I might rewatch it. <laughs> also, like, now that I've talked to, like, my friends that live in Jersey and have gone to, like, you know, the updated safe one, apparently, like, the Tarzan swing is still exactly the same. So, like... <laughs> like, I'm... Kind of thinking about going to Action Park if you want to go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I have a high pain tolerance. I don't know if it's that high. I, yeah, but let's find out. <laughs> when, you, when you hear like, oh yeah, that legendary park, did you know you can still go on the Tarzan swing? <laughs> like, my my arms are made of fucking gelatin. I don't care. I'll do it anyway. Like the thing that resonated the most for me when I was watching that because like as. The listeners of this podcast know I have like extreme dysphoria for being a, like a teenager in the eighties because it seems like the coolest time ever to be alive. Right. You just you do cool shit and then you become an adult and do shitloads of cocaine. It seems like an amazing life. Like all the media is great, everything's perfect. But like hearing about how like you leap off the Tarzan swing and there'd just be like hundred and fifty kids from New Jersey just yelling about what a fucking pussy you are. Like <laughs> that would be me. I would like I would get like I would like befriend somebody at the park, get like all their comp passes, not even go on the the rides and shit. Just stand next to the Tarzan swing and call people a pussy all day. Like it right, sounds incredible. Exactly. My favorite thing about it is it's the most New Jersey pride thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like, oh what are you too much of a pussy to jump twenty feet in the air and land in this three foot deep pool? The, I guess so. The fucking the fucking ending of that where like, you know, you have the this this lady whose kid died there, it's like, Oh, I hate Action Park, I hate Action Park, and then we go back to everybody else that was interviewed in the movie and it's like, Yeah, fuck it, we're from Jersey. If you don't like Action Park, fuck you. I was like, Thank you, movie. You understand me? You mess with me? one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah. <laughs> She gets on this whole thing about how her kid died. <laughs> she gets on. I was like, "How the fuck do you have two people die in a wave pool?" <laughs> Stupid ass kid. Wear a helmet, dick. Again, so, how do you want to be the second motherfucker to drown in the wave pool? <laughs> the big dickhead just be like, "Oh no, our ride didn't kill him. The rocket hit his head." Did. Sorry, lady. <laughs> I'm so cool. Dying in the wave pool is like getting struck by lightning. Can't happen twice in the same one. I'm fine. Oh, well, nevertheless. <laughs> but yeah, that was very enjoyable documentary. I, I'm uh, very glad you enjoyed it. I, I, again, like, I understand this is a cautionary tale in a lot of ways, but also... Chris, just let me know, buddy. Yeah, I know. This might be an ex. This might be an exodus for us. <laughs> You're not supposed to watch that movie. And go. Oh, take me back, Lord. Just let me have one afternoon there. And yet. All right. Welcome to Real Deal No Sexville. We are live at Motor Park. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Motor just... Park reveal like halfway through is incredible. <laughs> like, no. So terrible the... shit happened. So here's the tank. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <Five stars. laughs> 
My favorite thing is, yeah, rumors abounded that they could take off the safety features and crank it up to 60 miles an hour on the highway. The one guy was like, of course I took off the safety features and cranked it up to 60 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> I know I brought it up last time, but the, just the mental image of the flaming tennis ball sitting to a gigafit. <laughs> Just some asshole kid wearing a fucking Metallica jacket. Just like, hey guys, check this shit out. And just launching fireballs at Tim. It's absolutely the shout at the devil guy. Absolutely. <laughs> He's the older brother in sex drive. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh, future episode. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only other thing that I remember watching is I decided to go go back to the well for another Stuart Gordon movie this week, a movie called Dagon, which is about some fishermen, or I guess they're not fishermen, they're just dudes on a yacht, that uh, uh, they run aground in a sudden storm off the coast of some fishing village in Spain, and things are not as they seem, because as we find out, all of the people in the village are actually fish people that worship some Cthulhu devil monster. And, like, you know, it's a 2001 movie, so, like, the CGI's not good, and the budget's pretty low, and, like, for a lot of parts, it's basically just, like, a zombie movie with fish people, which, like, whatever, it's fine. But, like, cool atmosphere, like, kind of, like, cool idea, cool stuff going on. There's a incredibly dope scene where a dude just gets his fucking face carved off in this, like, ritual sacrifice and you just see, like, his screaming, like, skinless face, like, ah, ah, it's fucking rules. But, uh, unfortunately it's still based on the work of H.P. Lovecraft so it sucks dick. Yep. That's the way it usually <laughs> works. I mean, it really has all the things that, like, you want from, from a Lovecraft movie. Like, it's got a spooky like, dingy town with an unexplained mystery, and and uh undersea fish people and all the bad guys only speaking spanish you know you hear that parker it's spooky you'll like it <laughs> i do like spooky things <laughs> yeah no like honestly though like if you like lovecraft shit and you haven't seen this you should definitely see it like it's pretty good but ultimately like i'm just sitting there like an hour into this 100 minute movie i'm like man i fucking hate cthulhu like this is just like why am i why did i put this on <laughs> I don't know if I hate Cthulhu. I don't have any familiarity with him. I I read that entire book of the collected works of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, and Cthulhu was about as minor as anyone else in there. I mean, look. Ultimately, you know, when I when I hear Lovecraft, I think they're like, "Oh man, the the sea monster so horrible, and we can't show you the sea monster, and it's gonna be like some fucking trap. yeah, like yeah, it's like, oh, it's so horrible, you can't see it. But like, we see it, and it looks like shit, but like in a good way. So, uh. <laughs> you know. I mean, they do have a giant. They have a giant ritual sacrifice pit that they drop women into so Cthulhu can fuck them and then create demon babies or something. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyway, yeah. I'll just put that right underneath Split Second for my short list. <laughs> you you oh, yeah. need to watch Split Second, buddy. Like I, I ran out of time. I like like my goal is to just like find a list of movies out there that are similar to Split Second and watch all of them because Split Second is perfect. <laughs> It was my goal to yesterday. My alarm went off. I looked at the phone, laughed, and it rolled right back over. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> all right. Well, from from what I can tell, Parker, you, out of all of us, had the busiest week. So tell us. Oh, tell us about yeah, the adventure you went on. Okay, so first of all, we started a new show, which is we started Dragon Ball from the very, very, very beginning, which I have seen like 20 episodes of, max maybe. 
What a horny show. Correct. <laughs> fucking Christ. Correct. I think I've seen more Dragon Ball than you have. I remember I watching that. I just keep turning over to her. She's never seen anything Dragon Ball, period. No, not Z or anything. So she has literally no frame of reference. She knows through cultural osmosis that, like, that guy's name is Goku, and eventually they all get silver hair for some reason. Right, yeah. That's all she knows. So I just keep looking at her like, no, it stops being about this sooner or later. And then we're like, episode 12, and like, he's still just... That old man's still trying to fuck that lady. I uh, know, there's going to be a tournament soon. <laughs> Thank you, Japan in the 80s, for just constantly making me uncomfortable. Like, no, it's this is not this is not the iteration that I watched every day for like my entire childhood. Not this one. <laughs> I promise it's not this one. No, 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 honey. That was when Tenchi was on after this. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was, that's how it was we, a different yeah. time. Because I think we mentioned this in the Dragon Ball Evolution episode that like... Dragon Ball Z aired here for years and years and years, and they get to the fucking Boo Saga, and they're like, alright, we're gonna start Dragon Ball. So you'd get, like, 20 minutes of them scream fighting in hell, and then it comes to this, like, oh, god damn it, Monster Carrot's here, and he's real mad. <laughs> what the fuck do I do with this? Boss Carrot. Like, guess who absolutely did not remember that uh, Yamcha desperately wants to Dragon Ball so he can wish away his fear of women? Because that's his <laughs> character arc for like 10 episodes. It's so cool. So, Dragon Ball, if I recall correctly, is mostly a creation of Akira Toriyama, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so the more I think about this is you look at, I guess, the tone of Dragon Ball and what it changed to when it became Dragon Ball Z and then Dragon Ball Super GT, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, I guess this is just his changing tastes over the years and perhaps even months because like, it looks like the tone is always changing and evolving throughout the show <laughs> it reads so much to me like oops this accidentally became a global sensation that everyone cares about that man never once gave a shit about anyone's power level or how it compares to anyone else exactly like, I... oh, that number means that person's stronger hard right, on to the next arc like, oh what is it during the freeze arc? i don't know stop using him i think that's one of the reasons that i kind of prefer dragon ball to dragon ball z is dragon ball z is all about fighting constantly whereas dragon ball has weird shit in it as yamcha trying to wish away his fear of women uh it has master roshi doing that uh, <laughs> and like even the version I saw was the Toonami version so I'm like alright well this is pretty much my first time seeing these for real oh god yeah yeah <laughs> there's yeah. so much of it yeah that's it's uh overwhelming <laughs> and like they introduced fucking Oolong the shape-shifting pig in the next episode here's Yamja he also has a shape-shifting animal are you fucking lazy asshole pick one you can't have two animals that shape-shift back to back but yeah why not fuck it yeah big fan of just like watching her they're like she's like why does he have a tail and just rubbing <laughs> <laughs> and things like it's like oh this is a new character launch i just look at her like oh yeah by the way he just forgets she exists at some point like fans <laughs> outright ask him hey why'd you stop using launch he's like who <laughs> oh right, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think i drew her <laughs> oh man. he's so cool yeah at least he's honest, yeah. you know? That's a very honest show. He doesn't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. He's cashing those paychecks every day. He yeah. doesn't care. Well, there's a little and Japanese mansion. Oh, God. So, the other TV show we're watching is a lot of Trailer Park Boys. Hey, you wow. You think after, like, the 40th time I see Ricky fall over and yell, Fuck! And throw something, <laughs> I would stop laughing? Which <laughs> would be incorrect. Wait, Parker, remember the first time I mentioned I was watching this and you are just like, Yeah, I couldn't really get into it. I just must have been in a weird 
headspace because that was a real like I'm gonna put this on and she put on like three seasons of like I don't, what the fuck is happening <laughs> it's it's definitely clicking more this time around so I think the reason the trailer park boys works is not so much a well my life is shitty but it's not as shitty as theirs it's more like yeah their life is shitty but they're still able to find a certain amount of joy and purpose in their lives that does a lot for me and uh, it's also the fact that and I think this is so underrated about that show Think about, like, every show you've ever seen and how there's, like, references to a whole bunch of other, like, like famous movies and stuff like that. Uh, I just finished watching Venture Brothers. They have a million film references in that. Trailer Park Boys is its own thing. It is very much on its own, trying to make its own jokes. It doesn't reference The Shining or The Exorcist or anything like that. It's its own show. And that's a tough line to walk. Uh, I will give you one warning, Parker. You're probably going to want to give up on it after season seven. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been auto-playing a lot as I go to sleep. I'm like, boy, these... That is perfect for a- it, isn't it? HD is not what you want for these characters. <laughs> uh, do, do, you have a, do you have a favorite character for that show? It's obviously Jim Leahy. What are we talking about? I, I know, His but... fucking stumble down that stairs. I rewound it eight times. <laughs> I think my favorite character on the show is... I don't even know if he has a name, but it's the guy who's always off-screen screaming something. <laughs> that guy's good. <laughs> I like that it's not overused. Like, every six episodes, you just hear him screaming in the middle of a group meeting. Like, oh, shit, he's still there. I, I guess uh, there may be the perspective that you see a character like Bubbles, and you see the fandom that surrounds Trailer Park Boys. you like... Oh, it's Epic Bubbles with his fancy glasses, you know, stuff like that. And you think, oh, it won't be any good. But then you hear him in the woods, and he talks like this. That's <laughs> it's just funny for some reason. Just trying to hunt that Sam Squinch, my dude. <laughs> Never been so frisky in my life. Alex, what do you think about Trailer Park Boys? Never seen it. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, All right, honor, I don't uh, I don't I don't I don't watch a lot of T V comedies, like in general. Like I, I just, don't watch a lot of T V in general. You know, it's kind of hey, weird thanks that... again for getting Venture Brothers cancelled after 17 <laughs> I years. Tried the best I tried the best I could. Oh, she's right. The show's really good. It's just all of a sudden, yep, guys, we're cancelled. Sorry. Yeah, that's so unfair. Anyway, uh, it's kind of weird that I uh, that I like uh, Trailer Park Boys so much, considering I don't do drugs. Uh, the movie is pretty good. Yet. Uh, <laughs> is there a game of games where we can make Chris try drugs? <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, come on. I'm a good Catholic boy. Chris, buddy, these Sour Patch Kids are really good. You want one? <laughs> uh, yeah, Parker, watch the movie if you uh, get a chance. You could watch him whenever. There's no hard and fast there's rule. But wanna... Yeah, there's a movie. They just keep making shit i mean like good on him if you can make a living forever doing that i would too but like i'm scrolling through like all the oh here's the related stuff like what is any of this right yeah it's its own kind of weird thing i i don't know why some of those running jokes are so funny to me uh, julian and his rum and coke which is my favorite drink by the way <laughs> there's at Same. one point i think it's who's that white rapper or whatever he tries to <laughs> he tries to take that drink from julian julian's just like hey 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 <laughs> there's one where they're in like a really sick car crash the car's like rolling over and over and Julian comes out of the car with his drink intact <laughs> just the still shot of that cup just sitting upright with drinking is real powerful I know that feeling so well Julian has the ideal body type 
It's perfection. You may not like it, but it's true. I'm looking at him in later seasons. I'm looking down at myself in my in my uh, black undershirt I wore to work. I was like, I should probably go for a walk real quick. <laughs> this is a this was a meeting when I bought it, and we are expanding. <laughs> I ran I ran six miles uh, two days ago and walked six more, and my calves. Cool how you didn't even think to do that, huh? It just kind of happened naturally. (laughs) I took both y'all's advice and watched Burn After Reading. Are you happy now? Yes. It's very Very, spoilers. Because we know that you enjoyed it. It's so fucking good. (laughs) I said memoir about 18 times while you're at my apartment. I had forgotten, like I knew about the dildo chair. I forgot how dramatic that was. Right? Yeah, it's built <laughs> Even up. knowing it's coming, it still killed me. <laughs> and, like, I knew it was coming, so as soon as uh, he opens that closet door, I'm just looking at her, she's like, Wait. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Spoilers. <sighs> what a good fucking movie. It's so fucking good. <laughs> And that's one of those where I see people rate it as like their least favorite cone. I'm like, I don't. From the few I've seen, this seems like what you would want. Am I crazy? <laughs> like, this seems like the most Coen Brothers Coen Brothers movie. What is? I don't know. Maybe I need to see more. But I don't understand people. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, <laughs> I just looked at what was next on my list. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good sign. So uh, sometimes you're just scrolling through, and so this is a. Slasher parody that I've moved past at least a dozen times in my life because it's called Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be like the most obnoxious. Hey guys, you remember the 80s? Oh, yeah. So I hit play and it starts like a bunch of the Friday 13th do where they just like run down the previous movies. And I was locked in because one of the movies ends with the main slasher being burned with a flamethrower. And our hero looks at him and says, I guess you're flame retarded. <laughs> So I knew my arm. I had to finish the movie. Hope it was worth it. I am so embarrassed of how hard I laughed at that. But it got me so off guard. It was pretty good, though. So that, and like the entire plot is basically the landfill, landfill 2 situation. Oh, God. Like, like, oh, yes, my brother was brutally murdered, but I'm here to also rush his fraternity. And everyone just keeps staring at him like, oh, my God, but... But you died and just having these horrible flashbacks. It's it's pretty funny, but also it's an hour forty, which is That's a crime. It's a fucking slasher parody. Those credits should be rolling at minute eighty one. Right. <laughs> like it's fine, but I I had to let the world know about that joke. That's a really good <laughs> joke. Really, really good. Real good joke. Let's see. Uh, speaking of our good friend Stuart Gordon, HP Lovecraft. I watched an anthology film called Necronomicon. It has three segments. The first two are pretty balls. And then the third one is directed by our good friend Brian Usna, who did, like, all of the effects in all of Stuart Gordon's gross movies. And he also did uh, Society, right? Which is a regular movie for cool, regular people. (laughs) (laughs) The third segment starts, and it's just, like, the most road-ass two cops. Like, oh, we have to investigate... This and they have like the worst fucking delivery you've ever heard. They go to investigate a house, and then ten minutes later, it is so gooey and slimy and disgusting, 
and it's from 1993, so it's all practical. It is... Oh, it's gross. I was eating and uh, <laughs> had to make a stop. It was quite disgusting. I love how strong his brain is. You can absolutely just throw out the first two seconds. It's whatever. It's, oh, well. Oh, uh, but there's the fish monster. Oh, oh. Yeah, I got it. I've read two of his stories. I got it. Oh. But my God, <clears throat> that third one takes some turns. Once again, that like redeemed the whole. That gave it like a solid three stars just for how fucking ugh, disgusting. So I was like, all right, that's fucking gross. Let's watch Rumble in the Bronx because why not? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> that's it. that is exactly what everyone says when they watch Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> I forgot that like the entire gang in that movie is just the gang from Batman Forever, basically. <laughs> they all dress like that. They all have that day glow makeup on. It's really good because the movie's hey. Here's what Chinese people think New York looks and sounds like. And that's an aesthetic I can very much get behind. Like, the main biker, the main bad guy, looks exactly like the singer from Judas Priest from this time period. Like, it cannot be an accident. He's covered in leather head to toe. He's got the same dyed haircut. I want to believe that's just what they thought 80s gangsters, or 90s gangsters looked like. Just Rob Halford and then other people in makeup. So shout out them. Big shout out to... There's a nightclub scene, Chris, which you love. Oh, good. And it's just blaring 90s electronic music. But also, there's a band on stage that's clearly playing a different song, but they just decided to overdub it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's dancing. And in the middle of the room, there's this big fucking cage. Like, easily 50 feet. This massive fucking cage. And inside that cage, there's a tiger. And then inside that cage, there's another smaller cage with a woman dancing in it while the tiger just goes apeshit on her cage. And they're like, huh. Oh, there's the bad guys. And then they just leave the club and it's never mentioned again. (laughs) It's the most ludicrous waste of time, money, resources I've ever seen in my life. I love that scene because I think about it every time I'm watching Neo Yokio and they go to that apartment bar with the tiger chained up in the corner. It is such a Neo Yokio set. I know. In the entire climax of just the insane hovercraft chase. The hovercraft that's the size of like a fucking oil tanker just running roughshod through the city. And like the main bad guy. Because always, you know, there's always the henchman. There's the one actual bad guy. It's just some old white dude playing golf, and they just run him the fuck over with the hovercraft. <laughs> it destroys all of his clothes, so he's laying there with his old bare ass hanging out. And then it cuts to the cockpit, and Jackie Chan goes, "Yeah!" And they fist bump, and then credits roll. It is <laughs> that's how movies are supposed to end. So, uh, and Skip, you know, I love getting injury credits, and I don't know how Jackie Chan's alive. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, I, I I think I'm gonna need to rewatch that again. Oh it's hell yeah! So good. Fucking, I haven't watched it in years and years. Turns out I forgot most of it because my brain's duty. Also, please story. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched the first one. I still gotta watch the second one. Oops. Yep. Oh buddy, let's end with a wonderful double feature. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Two more Harry Potter films down the yes! <laughs> Because we were pointing out, even he was like. Look, man, that first Death of Hells is all them in the forest. Maybe we'll do that another day. I was like, absolutely. It's not. <laughs> After these two, if you give me that movie, I would not be here right now. <laughs> what, like, The Order of the Phoenix? I It was, we watched it on Sunday. It's, it was fine. I, nothing really stuck out. Like, yeah, it's a decent adaptation of a book that is, like, 500 pages too long. 
big shout out to just taking hundreds of pages. And then Harry had an outburst. And then Harry started screaming. She'd be like, nah, just cut that shit out. We don't need that. Because right. that book almost fucking killed me. I hate that book. Me too. Me too. <laughs> now you get to Half-Blood Prince. Chris, inside you, there are two lions. <laughs> One lion <laughs> is endless flashbacks where you like get into the mindset of the main villain of the whole series. And see his past. And see like why he has his obsession with all these ancient items. And what horcruxes are. And the other lion is Ron playing Quidditch. <laughs> Guess which one they chose. <laughs> what a balls ass movie, dude. Like the entire structure of that book is like just constantly going back and seeing like all the parallels between our hero and villain and what made our villain turn into this guy instead of just being, well, he wants power because he's bad. No, <laughs> do the old Weasley's our king bit. Like, who gives a fucking shit? Oh man, I forgot about that. I really did. And because of that, there's just, like, no structure. So, like, the whole middle of the movie's just fucking nothing. It picked up towards the end, but goddamn, I was... I was heavy on the phone for, like, the entire middle hour of that movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit if he makes the team or not. We haven't seen a quarter match since the third movie. I don't care. Because big shout-out to all those movies just cutting that shit out. I think we mentioned that when I talked about Goblet of Fire, how they show up at the World Cup. Like, oh, this is going to be great! And then just jump cut to, wow, what a good game. Oh shit, the Death Eaters are here. <laughs> it's like the best change they made is just cutting out hundreds of pages. Like, no, don't need that. Don't care. Dude, I've. No one cares. I've read Half Blood Prince probably twice. I didn't even remember that Ron played Quidditch. Me too! Yeah. Me too! It sucks. <laughs> that's so bad. That's probably my favorite Harry Potter book. Either that or three. Oh fuck, I forgot my favorite change in Order of the Phoenix was uh, so in the book. I get to finally be the. Well, in the book, guy. <laughs> Cho Chang's fucking friend is the one that's like, hey, they're having secret meetings, but they just cut that character because it's what you do when you condense some books. So it's just her roles to show up, make Harry horny for her, and then rat him and all of his friends out to the t-shirt, and then she's never seen again. <laughs> Love to represent other cultures in my film. But uh, the prevailing thought the whole time was like, man, if like the Wizarding World was real, you know there are hundreds of people just looking at Bellatrix like... You can ruin my life, that's fine. This ends no way but bad, but, uh... Oh, man. You okay? Also, why the fuck... Why did they burn the house down? <laughs> they burned down the Weasley's house for no reason. <laughs> that's where they're hiding the most important people in the world, and they just show up and just light a match, and they're like, Oh, fuck, we, we have magic. I guess, I guess we'll just let the house burn, and then the scene just ends. Half-Blood Prince fucking sucks. That movie's real bad. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it that's five? That's on a curve of like... Was it Was it five that began with that uh, that kind of... The muggle girl at the beginning? They're on the subway and Harry, I guess, is flirting with her? <laughs> oh, I thought that was six. Because he's flirting with the Dumbledore and shows up like, shut the fuck up, kid. We have to go on a mission. And then you're like, oh, there's that lovable old man. Oh, fuck that. I forgot the other change in six where... In the book. <laughs> you know, at the end, when... <laughs> Spoilers, Dumbledore dies. Like, he puts that freezing charm on Harry and puts the cloak on him, so he just has to stand there and watch it. In the movie, he's just like standing around underneath looking up, like, oh, this looks bad. <laughs> Hope no one kills my mentor. <laughs> and he's just fucking standing there watching the whole end happen. Oh, man. It's so, like, I don't give a shit about changing things from the book, because whatever, they're stupid kids' books. But also, it just makes your hero look like a fucking idiot to be staring up through pillars, like, Oh, geez, someone better do something about this. And then he dies. And then they just 
skip the funeral and the credits roll. They're like, okay, so we didn't do like any of the Tom Riddle shit. We didn't do anything that's like, what are Horcruxes? Why does he want them? What could they be? What would he hide them in? It's like, huh. Well, we have this locket credits. <laughs> like, oh boy, can't wait to go to the next movie. I, I guess the reason that this sort of thing happens, especially with the Harry Potter movies, is you sort of have the design by committee approach because these are the most popular books in the world in history. And you can't make anyone who watches them upset. You can't have any sort of serious criticisms for them. So I guess you just have to change shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Chris. I'm also disappointed they cut all the transphobic stuff. <laughs> What's our transphobic stuff in the books? I don't know. It's been a while since I read them. Who, who knows? Maybe it, was, maybe it was subtle. Maybe it was like really subtle. I mean, I'm going yeah, to like how we didn't book. know Dumbledore was gay until after the books ended. Right. Oh man. Or that her name was Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Thank you. I just really was teeing that up for you. Thank you. I appreciate when you put it on the tee for me. But when you the lowest hanging fruit is truly the tastiest. <laughs> when you put when you pitch it to me underhand, I have to hit it out of the park. So, uh, Parker, looking forward to your next six hours watching. Oh my god, dude. I, I'm just thinking of... I keep going back to order, because, like, I, that book is so big, I use it to hold up my mic stand right now, and I'm looking at it thinking, like, they cut all of this shit, but they're like, you know what we need? Is Haggard's weird CGI half-brother just hiding out in the forest. Oh, right. I forgot <laughs> about that. probably keep that in there. My good friend Grop, <laughs> who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like the movies for the most part are like they range from fine to pretty good like I, I think we talked about I don't really care for the first two but they're very clearly meant to get kids hooked so like what am I gonna fucking watch Home Alone and be like oh this is for babies I hate this mm-hmm. but six that's fucking duty how do you make the oh right, we changed a couple things oh, what are they oh just like the core of the story that's how we tee up the finale <laughs> Even if you've never read the book, it's just, like, incredibly unsatisfying. So good job, everyone. Good job, David Yates. Glad you got to direct fucking six of these in a row. <laughs> High five, my dude. So did you like it? Fantastic bases in your future. Oh, no, come that. on. I've been good. And not the good one, like you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's Crimes of Grindelwald is a holy dog shit. Oh, I already smelled it in my future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's good enough. Okay, let's talk about robot jocks. Spells J O X. Very important. <laughs> robot J O I. You can Charles Band. You could so, you could tell this movie has restraint because there's only one X. Oh yeah, there we go. So one of the things that I kind of like about this movie is the way it begins. Cold open, you get this sad, solemn trombone over the title card. <laughs> it's it, it feels like a Medal of Honor game. <laughs> Robot jock. <laughs> That's an alternate universe I want to live in. Yeah, so... Reload up we Medal give... of Honor and you just spawn inside of a robot. Yeah, so we give the... Uh, the intro it's it's not like a, a rundown text crawl which is unfortunate because i'd like to make a bright joke but he says it's 50 years of the future and he says the words <clears throat> war is now outlawed <laughs> we did it guys we won <laughs> just wanna how do we do that <laughs> well you see every year we get together and have the gundam fight and 
<laughs> Apparently, that's what it is. Uh, we got the world's shittiest Megazords to uh, stomp each other to death. <laughs> They're actually incredibly good, and I won't hear this slander. It's great because, like, one of the Megazords is falling down, and the guy's in it going, No! And the guy up top is raising his foot up going, Ah! And the guy in the bottom is going, No! And the guy up top is going, Ah! And it just keeps going for about uh, 20 minutes, then he stomps them to death. So, Alex, as soon as this was over, how many hours did you spend watching G-Gun clips? Because <laughs> I spent many. Well, the parallels are... Considering man. the whole thing is on YouTube. A whole lot yeah, of this. It's, it's a real problem. Yeah. Like, ah, so it's a future where they use robots to solve all their... Okay, let me just open this tab real quick. <laughs> also, like, it's really great that you get your antagonist this early into the movie and realize that he is, A, the Russian character, and B... Could not sound any less Russian. He is right. so cool. He sounds like me doing a Russian accent. <laughs> that was the most dueling accents thing I had ever heard, except it was like a battle royale of accents. <laughs> so, Parker, you know what's coming. No. no hold up, hold up. Hold no. Up, hold up. Did, did, I just wrote all caps. I know. Fuck you. I know, I know. Just give me a chance. So give me a chance here. I know we always make the joke, is that Parker in the movie? Because there's... A, there's no other way to describe him, a Texas character. He literally goes by Tex, he's wearing a black cowboy hat, and he's he's talking like my impression of Parker. But, not so great. Parker, I, I, I'll <laughs> ask, Parker, I'll ask you this. Is this your dad? Yes! <laughs> my dad, Commander Stone Cold, with this fucking Jim Ross hat on the whole movie. Look, just, I, I know. first words, I'm pretty sure, were, well, how? <laughs> like honestly I know I've used this joke at least three times before but he sounds like Spongebob's impression of Texans <laughs> <laughs> look I don't try to make a lot of What's you know the difference? <laughs> <laughs> get a dog little oggy get a dog <laughs> I don't want to try and talk about the logic of this movie but in a world where a nuclear holocaust happens Texas doesn't survive 50 years <laughs> later. There are no 10-gallon hats post-nuclear Wait, Holocaust. wait, Parker, I just want to say, like, as a corollary to this, either Texas doesn't survive at all, or only Texas survives. Yeah, there is, Look, <laughs> you're living no in the between. United States of Texas. Buddy, you're looking the at the... Texas <laughs> Federation. There's you're looking these. at it the wrong way. This guy's, like, like, Texas has been blown off the map 50 years ago, so now all we have left are the people that fetishize Texas but have never been there, like the way Link's the Dark is obsessed with the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> or us with the 80s. Right, yeah. <laughs> basically. So there's either one too many, uh, what was it, 20-gallon hats, or 352 few 20-gallon hats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This guy fucking owns. Yeah, because he, he has this whole subplot that amounts to literally nothing in the climax of the movie. Shout out to his appearance in Dead Alive. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, the producers could not afford enough money to get Jean-Claude Van Damme for this, so they got a Miguel Ferrer knockoff. This guy, I googled his name three different times. This movie I was like, no, I went to his IMDb once, but like, surely I know this guy from something. Nope, 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 absolutely, absolutely not. nothing. <laughs> over and over, I was like, okay, like, no, at that angle, he definitely. Let me look him up. Again. Right, no? he looks watch, just like the Gary Ferrer. Better movie, right? Well, yeah, you bring that intensity, Parker. I'm sorry, I have to ask again. <laughs> 
Would you wear that black cowboy hat when you're beating the shit out of that kid from the Avatar at the dojo? Then a heartbeat. No, I would like do the thing where you walk up, you hand one person your coat, you hand the other person, you like do like a tip your cap and then hand the hat off, and then you just fucking kick that kid through a wall. Yeah, and then get out like a lasso and everything. Oh no, this is hand to hand only. (laughs) We fight under kuma tables in this kid's fucking life. So here's the thing about that guy in the cowboy hat is that he and not Miguel Ferrer, are considered the most talented jocks. Uh, the most talented people <laughs> who get inside of a robot and fight other giant robots. You're telling me that we missed out on a scene where this cowboy get inside, gets inside a giant robot and fights another giant robot. Can you imagine him doing like a roundhouse <laughs> kick to another giant robot then taking off his uh, cowboy hat and going, Well, yay! <laughs> Tex, you have to pilot the Eva. He's dying. Look, Chris, I'm not saying that his his robot definitely would have had a giant metallic cowboy hat, but it probably would have had a giant metallic cowboy hat. Let's be real. All I'm saying is I need the prequel to Robot Jocks. Dude, could you imagine like if said. his fucking cowboy hat was like Odd Jobs hat? And you just throw it at the other robot, and that's how he won all his matches. <laughs> that makes sense. Like I said. Thinking a lot about G Gundam in America's Gundam, whose chest plates are boxing gloves. <laughs> There's a lot of G Gundam energy in my head cannon Tex robot. So, uh. Also, I love the conceit, like, these guys are the best. Our main character fucking sucks. Yeah, so turns out our main violent. character is very bad at this. And he admits he's that terrible. he's. That he just got lucky ten fights in a row. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's doing his thing, he's getting ready, suiting up to fight, uh. The uh, the guy from Cool Runnings, and yeah, he, if you're asking waiting for a name, you're gonna. Keep I don't even waiting. think the movie gives him a name. I think the movie just calls him antagonist. So his name is uh, the character's name is Achilles, which uh, I think he'd choose a better name yeah, for okay. a guy sure. <laughs> who has a well known weakness. Anyway, he's getting up there, <laughs> and, and everyone instead of telling him good luck, you don't say it's like going off her performance. Instead of saying break a leg, they say crash and burn. So it's nice to see our two favorite hackers' <laughs> legacies live on. <laughs> Do you think Texas call sign was zero cool? Yes. <laughs> Serial killer. Anyway, so uh, in, this is 50 years Not in go- the future. Spelled with a capital T and a capital F. And uh, it's nice to see that the government, instead of spending their money on health or clothes or even decent masks, they're spending it on these giant custom robos that settle disputes. <laughs> Man, aren't you glad that this movie about the post-apocalyptic world 50 years in the future had everyone wearing masks? Didn't that feel great? Yeah, that felt <laughs> real normal. <laughs> I just appreciate a, a truly talented mind that looks like Mad Max. They're like, okay, let me just write cross out cars and write robots big <laughs> letters you guys go figure it out yeah so uh he he gets up there crash and burn crash and burn crash and burn thumbs up fist touch crash and burn and he gets in there and it's a very awkward sequence preparing for this sort of thing and alex you mentioned before we were recording boy someone really thought this was going to be big Oh, yeah. And this fucking swelling music right. and these fucking slow pans and this robot coming up as robot elevator into the fight. Like, man. 
it's it's a lot of fun. I think like the best part about it is that as you're watching it, you realize where they put their money into. They put their money into the camera. There's a lot of shots of people's faces where the shadows make it look like it's so like it's super dramatic. And for the robot jocks themselves, stop motion. That's good enough. You know, <laughs> it is in fact good enough. It looks fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> like if if this had been just CGI, I'd be like. This would be like, oh, that's funny, a movie one of us brings up and then we never mention it. Again. I don't even think we'd as bring it up. As soon as the stop motion happens, as soon as that stop motion happens, it's like, I'm just mark that on the old calendar here. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. There's a lot of like practical effects. There's a lot of practical effects where you watch it, like, I don't know how they did that. Even if it's like a case of like, well, it's just a bunch of cardboard boxes stacked together. You know, someone worked on that. That's a corporeal object. You know, when that thing breaks, something valuable broke. That's not a computer program having an error. And I, I think that's kind of nice. Uh, either way, uh, one of the things that's nice as these giant Gundams are battling each other is that there is a drone referee, and all I can think about is what if Ed Hockley was like one of the custom robo referees here? <laughs> <laughs> Ed Hockley is determined that the death of civilians is irrelevant. <laughs> Man, better movie. <laughs> Speaking of death of civilians, so Achilles is fighting... I, I don't know, Boris bad enough. And he gets knocked into, it looks like a bunch of solar panels where a bunch of people are watching these uh, robot fights. And my sister's watching it with me, and my uncle, and my father. This is our family vacation. And uh, my sister's like, why are they there in the giant robot fight? Why did someone bring their baby to the front row of the giant robot fight? And my first thought was, ha, yeah, I would be first in line. <laughs> my main question is, how is this the first time this has happened? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a good question. I, I don't understand how there aren't just hundreds of thousands of mass graves. If there's robot fights happening everywhere and you have stadium seating on rickety ass bleachers, I, I'd also like I to. High school has a better seating. So than it's this. important. To, it's important to understand why the robot fights are happening. Since war is illegal, they use one-on-one -on -one robot fights to determine disputes. Which, uh, okay, if I turn my brain off, maybe I could see it, but Tex brings up a good point. Why in the hell are we fighting over Alaska? <laughs> well, you see, they need, the they need the uh, lumber and other resources. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> caribou. Man, just thinking about, like, all these Middle Eastern wars being so, like, you got a. How many barrels there? All right, send your gun to We're doing right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> if we win. We get all of it. This is hopefully our future. You know, I'd like to also to pretend that China wouldn't rule the fucking globe or get out. Of I mean, face. same but Japan. Anyway, uh, so Achilles loses because uh, he fought down, can't get up. So he goes to a <laughs> bar to drink away his sorrows. And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the bar, we have to talk about the fucking scene where the UN of robot referees makes oh, right. determinations over about... who gets Alaska. We have to talk about the military <laughs> tribunal where they they shake their finger angrily at him for killing three hundred people. <laughs> the fucking referee Hans Blix over here is fucking naughty. telling them. <laughs> We will be very angry with you, and we will send you a letter letting you know just how angry we are. You know, I've never been one for, like, extended universe stuff. Like, if it's not in the movie, I don't care. You give me some graphic novels. <laughs> I want 100%. the history of the robot fight tribunal that makes all these decisions. 
I want to. I want a Wikipedia, but for robot jocks. <laughs> I want all of their names. <coughs> Fuck. And then let's not forget how this scene ends before he ends up at the bar. And just them going. Nope, that's my tenth fight. My contract is up. Which begs the question: <laughs> Are the robot jocks slaves? Because it kind of seems like it. Yeah, I was waiting for that to get uh, doubled apart. Yeah. It says that very casually, like, oh, I'm finally free. Like, oh, is this a death race situation? Oh, we're not going to mention it. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> they do a couple of those things. And I think there's a scene right in about the second act of the movie where it kind of feels like a takeoff from Starship Troopers, where the woman's like, when you have six kids, you get three bedrooms. And I think there was like a reference to like maybe the government's controlling the population or something like that, and they just never mention it. Yeah, see, like, and some of it is, like, cool world-building stuff. Like, that, oh, that yeah. thing you just mentioned. It's like, oh, neat. I now understand more about the world. Because, like, for an 84-minute movie, this is, like, really dense. Especially yeah. considering how much time is spent on slow pans and robots flying to space and things of that nature. But for this scene to go from, nope, my contract's over, I'm leaving, to, you can't even read your damn contract! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's part of the fun of it. This was written by uh, a very good author. His name is Joe Haldeman. And he worked really hard on the script. He, uh, he tried really hard to make this a mature, deep script. And the director, Stuart Cordes, was just like, no, no, they're in giant robots and they fight each other. I watched Transformers. I'm trying to make that movie. And that's why this movie is, at times, at odds with itself. The prevailing thought I had all day yesterday was, man, imagine Paul Verhoeven's robot job. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I, it has really poisoned me because it's all I can think about. I want to know all about service guaranteeing citizenship and your 10 contract fight and then all the weird sterilization and like population control and then a big dumb stop motion robot fight. Oh man. Uh, you can pad this out to like 95 minutes. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, look at that. I would have watched another hour of this. Let's be real. That's the thing. It's like ordinarily I see a movie that's 85 minutes. I do like the Grinch hands. I get really like happy. Like, oh boy, this won't take very long. I felt like there were key seeds kind of missing from this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so... Hey, you know, so we have this whole backstory scene. Yeah, this stop motion costs a bit more than we thought, so you can just go ahead and throw that in the trash. Yeah, so here's the thing. There's a, a female protagonist. Her name is... Uh, and uh, she's in this, and uh, she's going to be... After Achilles retires, uh, she's going to take his place. There is a scene in which she has to climb this really rickety jungle gym up through this red hole in the ceiling. Uh, we haven't even mentioned her backstory, which is that there's this entire fucking race of test tube babies that live in the fucking robot jocks that's, complex. That's not important. Anyway, so <laughs> the movie thinks it's important <laughs> enough for people to be racist against them the whole fucking movie. Yeah, I know. It's, we grew these people in a lab. How do you pick which one pilots the robot? Well, whoever can get the piece of the crack. <laughs> I was gonna say, the pilot, the pilot, whoever, I'm literally I'm staring at the word test to baby aggro crag. Like, yeah. So that's the thing that kind of gets me about this is that uh, she takes over his role, and it seems like something was like, oh, she's really gung ho about doing this, right? And you realize that's her only training sequence that you see besides getting kicked in the face by not Miguel Ferrer. And uh, 
ordinarily you'd have like an extended training sequence to show just how much she's had to put up with in order to get this job you know maybe okay maybe she was bred just to do this job i think she actually says those words but also like that training sequence on the uh on the jungle gym just it feels like there should be more there for her to be so uh again gung-ho about getting this job because not miguel ferris sees oh she's got the job uh-uh-uh naha sister and he decides <laughs> that he's just going to take her job like i don't think this was intended to be like a weird gender politics thing but he's literally like oh i should murder all these people and think i'm finally free yeah i'm taking over the fuck you are <laughs> absolutely not get out that's my jock which is very cool, especially the way the movie yeah, is. Yeah, also, I want to talk about when they go to the bar and he's drinking, uh, and it's basically cool runnings again, you know? It like the really is. The guy comes up to him, Oh, yeah, you want to pilot the Eva. <laughs> we have so greatest beer in all the Deutschland. <laughs> like the two fucking aliens from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. No, 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 no. He talks like the two aliens from Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> no. Man. Future? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. no. Well, that'll be the Chris oh. Does Drugs Week. It's fine. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, yeah, just take this tab. Uh, don't look at any mirrors. All right, Zoltan. Sweet. See you in 90. <laughs> Oh, man. What spiders are you talking about? Okay. Uh, and- you guys hear that? Then just leave the room. Right. And then, what happens? So the movie ends. and So much happens. So uh, the girl is like really pissed off that he's taking her job. And she puts, a, I guess, a dart into his back to uh, incapacitate him so she can take his she- job. She basically space roofies this guy. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just going to show up at your apartment. Like, yeah, what's up? What's going on? And you're chloroformed. Okay, bye. Right. Hardly seems fair. As one does. So uh, then he he kind of fights her back and uh, kind of beats her up a bit. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Go light on her. She's just It's all right, Chris. She's a tubey. She's not bread. a real girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were engineered from birth to be a perfect pilot, and this old dude just beats the shit out of you after you drug oh, him. Oh, you called him old? Why are we so bad old at this? Old is his reaction when he gets called old. <laughs> like, it's, like, there's so many old. questions. Like, how long does it take him to fight ten fights? Because he's supposed to fight two within a week of each other. Like, how do they fix the robot? Has okay. he been a pilot for, like, three months? Hold like, up, hold up, so hold up. Before we go any further, we have to get into spoilers here. Guys, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, don't watch. These are really big spoilers. So Tex walks into uh, the office of the Japanese scientist. <laughs> He's just thumbing his suspenders like John Goodman and Bebo. We go, howdy! <laughs> I may be just a simple country robot jocks pilot. <laughs> I think you did it. He's like, actually, no, I know you did it. Well, you got me. <laughs> Where's she at? He calls him a, oh. he calls him a slur at least once. <laughs> and our main character's like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, All right, sick, man. Even in the future, you can just p- keep punching down. It's fine. Yeah, but... I guess. That's the thing about it, is like, contrast this to, like, Star Trek. Star Trek is a more egalitarian society, and here it's just like, yep, Texas still rules everything. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, there's a nuclear holocaust, like, so many 
population just wiped out. And you're like, oh, thank God, that's over with. I'm not a fucking Chinese, at least. It's like, no, we're past this. We have giant robots now. You don't get to use slurs anymore. Anyway, so she sneaks aboard the robot jocks, like SpongeBob and Patrick aboard Sandy's spaceship. And... Uh... <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, she has to literally fight people off in order to get onto the spaceship. Like, there are people trying to prevent her from going out there like, Oh, woman, this is most unorthodox. And uh, the referee doesn't care. Ed Hockley is just like, no, according to rules subsection A, level B, 17C, uh, anyone who is piloting the robot jocks at this time. Then she gets her fucking ass kicked. Man, <laughs> she gets the shit beat out of her. I love. And also, why is everyone so confused that she's a woman? Like, she's a test tube baby. She's been training for like 18 years. Like, who's this broad? Like, she just rolled up to the fucking Top Gun. Camp. It's so fucking cool that she gets defeated by the robot just like tickling her stomach with his robot arm. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, Goo. Ah, I have a concussion. Oh no, we have to help her. <laughs> Oh my god, we didn't run the Got Your Nose protocol. She's helpless out there. <laughs> also, worth mentioning that uh, the death of our good friend Tex is him, like, he finds out that the Japanese guy's recording him, you know, murdering himself. He's like, ah, oh, shit, well, you'll never take me alive, and runs away, <laughs> yells Geronimo, and leaps to his death. <laughs> oh, that... I definitely pausing, because I was like, surely my brain just filled that in. He didn't yell Geronimo. <laughs> so I want to talk in detail about the scene. He's he's held captive by two, uh, I guess, the equivalent of police officers in this era. He elbows one in the meat, and he kicks another one in the shins, and waddles away. <laughs> and and just howls Geronimo and jumps five feet to his death. The idea here is that he's a martyr for his country, which is called Parker, the Confederacy. Hell yeah, dude! First, you don't succeed. Try and try again, buddy. Maybe this time it'll work out. It's actually about a robot. It's actually a very. So yeah, he kamikazes himself, and Mag not Miguel Ferrer has to run out onto the battlefield uh, in his in skivvies, his hovercraft, uh, <laughs> in his speed suit, and has to save his not my girlfriend from the robot jocks thing. Takes her out of there, climbs into the robot jocks, and uh, goes into outer space. Chris, let me pause you right there because we do have to discuss the villain just vaporizing the referees who are trying to tell him that he won the fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, buddy. You won. We are the only arbiters of justice of the world and your your conquest today has given your side Alaska. He just fucking marks them and gives Alaska away. <laughs> like, why are we doing any of this? <laughs> The fucking cold open of this movie is this guy just murdering a guy after a match, and he got credit for winning that one. <laughs> what the fuck is this universe? Can you imagine, like, seeing a fucking mech coming at you, knowing the guy inside of it just murdered your teammate? It's like, well, if you win, we get Alaska. <laughs> Who gives a No, I quit. I did my tin. This lady's gonna die, and that's fine. She's just a fucking tubey anyways. <laughs> 
That would absolutely be racist against Tubies. <laughs> well, you're from I'm Texas. I'm not doing shit. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. So he flies around the Earth, and I just want to talk about this scene and the camera work and everything. He's just flying around, and I can only imagine if this was filmed in Japan, the music that they would have used. Dude, what a happy surprise this whole scene. Right? This is the this is like the most Moonraker ass space scene I've seen since Moonraker. Right? Yeah, that's the thing about this is like, oh, you think it can't get any more ridiculous, buddy? This isn't even the most ridiculous part of the movie. So he crash lands. <laughs> also, want to say like, do you think they're gonna have a fight on the moon and then it cost too much? And that took like twenty minutes for me to get over. Like, fuck, there was definitely gonna be a moon fight in this right so he <laughs> crash lands in the desert and turns out Yarche over there decided to follow him and they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting and then the bad guy pulls out a chainsaw dick <laughs> correct oh <my> God. <laughs> we gotta talk about the chainsaw dick it's there's no subtlety or anything just oh no my robot is totally trashed from re-entering from space let me just get up on my robot tracks and drive underneath him. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. There's like that one transformer part in there, the shittiest Megazord in the world. It's, it's, it's worth noting for the people that haven't and will not see this movie that this entire space sequence is like three minutes of them going into orbit and then one kick and they come back to Earth. <laughs> he shoots them once, he's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? And they just go back down. What the fuck? I thought I was immune from this in space. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, it's so and then he just turns into a shitty Rob the Robot, just rolling around <laughs> slowly. <laughs> That's going to be my assignment too for the game of games. I'm going to make you play Gyromite. Oh no! Anyway, so they get out of their robot chocks and they start fighting each other hand to hand or CQC as Hideo Kojima would write and uh, <laughs> so they're beating each other with a rock and a stick which is uh, I think that's supposed to convey something Parker you said there are a lot of philosophical underpinnings of this movie yeah that sounds like something I'd be quoted to say. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me alright okay, so uh, well Nietzsche once said that robot jocks are a flat circle yeah, right before. so uh, so anyway, uh, Achilles says to Russian fellow that uh, you know we keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Where do we keep going here? Oh, where is this love? And uh, <laughs> he throws away his metal rod, and Yarche throws away his his rock, and they fist bump each other with thumbs up. Credits roll. <laughs> this guy killed all of your friends. He's responsible for, like, at least 400 deaths directly. <laughs> like, hey, man, we don't have to do this. You're right. We are brother. <laughs> come, come. We share a single potato. <laughs> we split in half. Uh, do not share with daughter. Uh, you want to go get some potatoes? You Americans have funny humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one man look at robot jocks, one man see impossible dream. Is same cloud. <laughs> it's a jump cut to them in the same bar, and he's got his arm around him, and he's saying, Do potato! And everyone laughs and downs their drinks. <laughs> Prem is ridiculous. <laughs> and then it just turns into the bar scene from Top Gun. Right, right. <laughs> you never close your eyes. 
So, here's the thing. <laughs> now I'm just imagining this fucking fake Russian guy playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is one of the all-time... Everyone's having a race, I'm like, who wants to sing in that accent? Who wants to be the one to do it? So, here's the thing. It's simultaneously one of the best film endings and one of the worst. One of the best because, come on, I want to get a picture of them, like, thumbs-upping while fist-bumping. But it's also one of the worst because no robot jocks, too. I wish with all of my heart that this movie was big so that would have caught on. Why wasn't this I a franchise? I want to fist bump someone so bad right now. <laughs> it, I'm just going to start peppering it and people will be like, what the fuck are you doing? So are, I, you doing, are you doing the Hey Arnold thing right now? Ooh, ooh. So here's the thing. I keep thinking about uh, robot jocks and cool runnings as like a byproduct of each other. What if there was a Jamaican robot jocks team? Speaking of G-Gun, <laughs> See, like, part of me wants to believe that there's, like, all these different robot jocks from around the world that, like, have all these different robots. But then the other part of me is like, yeah, but that would mean the British survived. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That jocks is wearing a dress. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Mr. Bean piloting a robot in the future. Okay, so uh, I guess we should get into that moment we've all been dreading. Damn it. Ladies so, and gentlemen, the return of the we're game. We're out of time. Of we've got to get to class. That sucks. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, you brought up an idea last week before we get to the game of games. The Liar's Hell. Where, uh, yeah, uh, whatever it was called. I don't know what you call things. Liar's but, Hell, uh, it's from the movie. It's from uh, The Skulls. I heard you say buy or sell and got no, very confused. Liar so I just sell, went with it. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. liar sell. <laughs> did you did you get any any movies ready for that? Are we good to go for that one? I uh, I I think I can uh, I think I can do it. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! You guys, uh, Parker, you want to like take a couple minutes and think about this, or uh, in case you didn't have anything ready? I've got them somewhere. Hang on here. Ooh, I have to find the title of this one because. Uh, Man, that is happening to you at some point. <laughs> oh no! So, 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 how does this work? We just pair off and uh, and do it that way. I guess round robin, maybe. Is that uh, is that this the prudent thing to do? Diabolical. <laughs> so what? Like, I give one to Chris. Chris gives one to Parker. Parker gives one to me, and then we go in reverse. So the way that it has to do, like, just to review the rules here, is you name a movie that you haven't seen. If the person you you give it to has seen it. You have to watch it, but if they haven't seen it, they have to watch it. Alright, give me... Give me one minute here. Make sure I got... I don't know what the fuck this thing is called, but I gotta look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I had this intrusive thought, like, a week ago. I've just been... Alright, I, uh... <laughs> Are we ready? Right. So, basically, I, the, I... what would help is, like... If, from my perspective, I've got one movie that I want to assign to Alex and one movie that I want to assign to Parker. Right. Yeah. Goddamn. I'm sorry. This is a really good one. I'm hoping they can find it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's a thing that I haven't thought of since it happened, but my God. Okay, this has got to be on YouTube somewhere, so I'm going to go with it. What do I have for Chris? I know I had some good things picked up. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful friend. 
And again, you can't you can't be like, oh, I know for sure you haven't seen this, but I have because then it, it can't bumper nuts back. Right. Yeah. Also, no letterbox cheating. Yeah. Right. 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 right oh no. Yeah. I'm just staring at Fantasy Island like. <laughs> you can't do that. You've already seen it. He's gonna go get the uh, the Eternal Sunshine treatment just to forget that he saw Fantasy Island just to assign it to you. <laughs> oh, man. What a good owner. <laughs> Should we uh should we set up a uh a order here? Uh, can use the use the same order for the draft. I, either one's fine by me personally. Um, because this is this really shouldn't even take that long. It's just have you seen this? Yeah. Well, I guess you're seeing it now. Yeah. I'm just saying for dramatic effect. Okay. Uh, Parker, do you have everything picked up? Uh, the problem is all my things for you are things I've seen. Because <laughs> I know like oh this will make Chris miserable. What the fuck is that? Jesus. So I'm not really going out to the beach today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the second time this has happened. The last time it happened was during Stay Alive. I really hope this doesn't fuck up my internet. It'll be fine. Same. (laughs) You'll just auto-draft. It's cool. Right. Okay. Alright. So, for the rules of Liar's Hell from The Skulls, (laughs) the way it works is... uh, we will choose a movie that we have not seen, and we will we will ask our victim if they have seen it. If they have not seen it, they gotta watch it. If they have, it bumper nuts back to us, and we have to watch it. <laughs> I love the bumper nuts. <laughs> so, uh, let's start it off with, um, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll go first, I came up with it. Alright. Yeah. And, uh, I'll ask Alex first. Alex... Have you seen Marmaduke? <laughs> Fuck. What <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> a fucking lightning fucking strike shit. with that, dude. That's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have to go. Alright. <laughs> I have not I have not seen Marmaduke, so I guess I am watching <laughs> Marmaduke. A full body tremble right there. Do I uh <laughs> do I, I do I fire back at Chris now? I, I uh, give me I think it's my turn. I get to give one to Parker. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Parker, this is a bit of a weird one. Um, have you seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Uh, I mean, I saw like half of it when I was in 8th grade. We'll fucking yeah, we'll count it. Yeah, we'll count it. Okay, so... Damn it. Uh, I guess I win that one. <laughs> if there is a winner, if we have to see what you... else is going to be aside here. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parker, you want to go next, or should I? I'll go next. All right. Hey, Chris. Have you seen the Kevin Smith film Red State? No, I actually haven't. (laughs) (laughs) How bad could it possibly be? (laughs) You're not going to recognize this title, but there's a reason. Have you seen a film that aired on MTV called Volcano High? I don't think I have. This is a Korean movie okay. about like a high school kid going to a different school. But the thing was, MTV did a redub. It came out around like Kung Pao. So it's all of these hip-hop artists redubbing all of these Japanese oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Andre 3000 as Kim Kyung Soo. <laughs> Little John as Jang Ryang. <laughs> all right, all right. I am very excited for this. And also... It's all rappers and then Pat Morita. <laughs> Which also makes me feel a little bad about this one. <laughs> oh, beans. Parker, have you seen Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector? 
That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are dicks. Uh, don't worry, you get off easy. Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> Chris, buddy, have you seen the Downton Abbey movie? No. I think I prefer my pick, honestly. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I could rather watch Health Inspector. Hey, man, it's got a 7.4 on IMDb. It's pretty good, right? Crank that bitch. I'm going to watch that like three times speed. Like, yeah, it's 50 minutes. I think somehow Alex got off better than anyone. (laughs) With fucking Marmaduke. (laughs) Well, I will be uh, revising my picks for next week. (laughs) You piece of shit. All right, so are we just going to draft our teams? Uh, yeah, let's draft some teams. All okay. right, Chris, give me a number one through three. Two. All right, Parker, you want one or three? One. All right. Big mistake. Big that's mistake. a two. Chris goes first. <sighs> and that's a one. Parker goes second. All right, Chris, can you have it? Remember, the rules are you can uh, you can't draft. Uh, two teams from the same division. Okay. Until I'll... you have a team from every other division. All right. I'll try to do the best I can to remember that. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs first. All right. I will keep track for you if you have trouble. Thanks. With it. I appreciate that. Yeah. So Chris is taking the Chiefs. Parker. Obviously, I will take my boys because last year I got stuck with Washington. <laughs> That's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will not oh, go through shit. that again. Uh, I had them and the Dolphins and the Jaguars. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I will take my Ravens. Alright. And I will also take my Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to catch on. It's fine. Parker, you're back on the clock. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well, obviously, I'm not going to fucking. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> I will take my Patriots. Alright. I want to see how this experiment goes. I'm going to take. Alright. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. That's probably a good pick at 6th overall. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you? And, uh... No. Okay. And, uh, I will take... My Buccaneers. Boy, these teams get real bad real fast. Yeah, they right? do. <laughs> Parker, you're up, buddy. Jesus. Uh, I guess I'll take the Packers, because... That division's a tire fire. <laughs> Might All as well. Right. I'm absolutely so going to take... take the Packers later on because I forgot you took them. Uh, <laughs> I will take the Saints. Shit. And I will also take... You ready for this one? The Buffalo Bills. Shit! I was really hoping they would fall. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, you're up, buddy. <sighs> well, I don't want to... I mean, there's two in the same division. It's fine. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Well, I will take my Hawks. (laughs) I didn't want to ruin the (laughs) bill. It's fine. I already took the Saints, so I can't take the Falcons. Right, yeah. Unless I can. (laughs) You know, things happen. Yeah. Chris, two teams. Well, I'm going to take... Did someone take the Dolphins yet? Because I don't want to be stuck with... The Dolphins have not been drafted. I'm going to take the Dolphins just because I don't want to be stuck with the Jets. And... (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> Oops. And, uh... Oh, what else is left? Uh, I'll take the Lions. We're all just I'm going to take the Lions, because gonna... uh, the rings speak for themselves. Uh, it's, the rings do speak for themselves. You're not wrong. Correct. Uh, let, me, uh, let me go ahead and screen share here, just so you guys can see this. That would probably be... Yeah, yeah one second. Screen 
share. Man, right. this is this is getting dire quickly. Sure <laughs> is, buddy. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I will take my Titans because there's no Damn way it. they're going to regress after last season. <laughs> there's no possible way. <laughs> so unfair. All right, what do I want here? Real, real tricky board. Let me have. Let me have the Raiders. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. And let me also have the Houston Texans. And we got a receiver like that. You can't say no. Exactly. Uh, can I ask you a quick question before I pick a team? Yeah, of course, buddy. Who the fuck is the Panthers quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. So that's going to be a Falcons for this <laughs> Falcons guy. for this guy. <laughs> I know how this ends, but uh, no, I will not go through this heartbreak again. I will not put my faith in Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> okay, so take the Colts. Okay, Chris takes the Colts. And one more. It's AFC North, just I don't lines. really want any of those teams. I'm going to go with... <laughs> this is probably a huge mistake. I'm going to go with the Chargers, just because none of the AFC North teams are appetizing Bloody, to Buddy, you already have the Chiefs. Oh, never mind, sorry. Uh, I'll go with <laughs> yeah. the... Go with the New York Giants. <laughs> the biggest team in the NFL is off the board. <laughs> biggest team in the, AFC, in the uh, NFC. <laughs> All right, Parker, you've got AFC North, AFC West. <sighs> fuck it, man. Who the fuck is Drew Locke? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Broncos. Fucking yeah, Von Miller out man. for the season. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're at this point, man. I'm looking at a lot of these teams. I don't want literally anyone. All right. Well, I am taking the Vikings. And call, call the Cardinals. <laughs> All right, so to Parker, you've got a you've got an AFC North team, and then Chris has an AFC North team, and then we're done. Parker, the Browns look really good. You know what? Fuck it, man. Let's let's do the Browns. Let's make this interesting. All right, Browns I, are off. I the don't board. want to root. I will not root for the Steelers. I will take my Steelers. Steelers cool. off the board. But see, here's the thing, guys. We're not stopping at eight teams this year. So now oh. everyone left is on the board. Chris, make a pick. Oh, I, oh no. Oh, trust me. I figured I thought that I thought we were going to do a thing from the last season where it's just like you could pick up a team later on. But uh, now, yeah, it's just might as well get over it. The season's going to be canceled three weeks in anyway. So, exactly. Uh, we need as much and many cranks as fast as possible. So uh, who goes next? Uh? That would be you, Chris. Okay. Uh, you can have anybody. Oh, anybody whose name is in white oh, still. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I'll take the Rams. Football I'll take the Rams. Staring at I'll take you. the Rams. Ram Rams are a solid pick. Okay. Solid Rams are off the board. Be. Parker, you're up. Bitch, give me my Jags. You know I'm not going a season without my boys. <laughs> <laughs> when is this Let's ever gone wrong? All right. Uh, well, I will take the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And I will also take. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the cats of the forest. <laughs> there we go. Back to back cat picks. Parker, you're up. God. Fuck me. I guess Chargers, but fuck, man. That's probably the right. <laughs> That's probably the right. Diabolical. Color. 
All right, Chris, you have the Jets, the Washington football team, and the Panthers. Make your pick. Oh, fuck. I'll take the... Oh, wait. No, I have to take one of these no matter what. God damn <laughs> no, it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah I can't expect oh, so God. Me even. Uh, I'll take the uh, Panthers. Probably the correct pick. Now, here's God. the thing, guys. Oh, no. These two undrafted teams are community teams. Meaning we all rise and fall with their fortunes. They belong to yes. all of us, as they do in yes. our hearts. This Bernie did win. <laughs> so I hope you're uh, ready to you root If you like for... your Washington team, you can keep it. Yeah, root for your Jets and your football team. Oh, I all will. All year. <laughs> I will. Fuck, man. Fuck. All right, tune in next Me. week to see the results of the Game of Games. <laughs> <laughs> Hate yum so yum much. bitches. Ba -da -ba -ba. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> God, I hope everyone gets sick. I don't want okay, to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea, sis.